0: going to get started with Chuck Williamson. Chuck is a special guest. Chuck is someone I know you're going to learn a lot from. There are a very few ha- very few agents in the industry anymore that will that are willing to share the depth and breadth of knowledge uh, that Chuck is and I think what you're going to discover when you hear him speak, when he answers some of the questions I'm going to ask him is that these are the answers and these are the questions you know these are the questions and the answers you have been searching for. So what I want all of you to do when you're listening to Chuck today is I want you to listen without judgment, and I want you to apply what you learn. That is what really matters here because Chuck is not somebody who suffers fools, and you're going to discover that Chuck is in perfect alignment with everything that Julie and I have been teaching on the podcast for years and that our new book is all about Harris Rules. And make sure if you've not purchased that book on Amazon, just go over to Amazon, um, and the book's called Harris Rules, like I said. The essence of why everyone is in business is to make a profit, and Chuck Williamson knows that better than anyone else. So, Chuck, without any further delay, welcome to the podcast.
1: I'm here. I'm thrilled to be here. Nothing worthwhile is ever easy, is it, Tim?
0: But So yeah. let's talk, um, first of all, if they want to uh, connect with you, if they want to uh, send a referral to you, if they want to know more about you, um, how do they get a hold of you? And it's up to you what information you give. I won't press you yeah, to give your cell phone number. I'm,
1: Man, I'm perfectly fine to give my cell phone number. I want them to call me, text me. Um, I'm 252-205-6146 right here in Wilson, North Carolina. Ready to roll.
0: And you have been – so let's get into the weeds so these guys know you're the real deal. All right. You've You've been in real estate for how long? How many years? Since 2011. All right. So since 2011. And what did you do prior to selling real estate?
1: I worked in my family business. Man, I, um, my family, they've always been entrepreneurs, and my dad started a dry-cleaning business back 30-plus years ago, and um, as long as I can remember, I have been um, employed by him, whether I got paid or not, and I was always taught to work, you know, extra hard, you know, do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it, um, and when I was 21... I opened up my own um, location through him, and uh, I ran that until 2015. So I was actually selling real estate and and cleaning people's clothes at the, you know you know at the same time. I worked two jobs essentially.
0: Well, that's important that people understand that because there are a lot of agents that um, are curious how you go from their you know full time jobs to you know their part time in real estate. Um, and I'll tell you guys, and I'll tell you what everyone, this is, again, this is not the typical advice you're going to get from anyone in the real estate space. But like Chuck, we would suggest that what you do is you do both until the real estate is proven, or frankly, until you've proven your ability to sustain your own income from selling real estate. Don't just you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater because you've got a real estate license because that's normally a, a huge mistake. Yes, that means you're going to have to work a thousand times harder than you ever have. Yes, that means you're going to have to work the nights and weekends to make both work. But set up a, an agreement with yourself and your family, if you've got one, that you will have so much pending and you'll have so many active listings before you even entertain the idea of quitting the uh, job that's giving you financial security. It's really important you remember that. Um, otherwise, what you're going to discover soon and quickly is that you have you have just basically Basically, buried yourself in probably a ridiculous amount of stress and potential financial debt. So, they need to know that you're the real deal. How many houses did yeah. you sell last year?
1: So I sold 165 houses last year, and I think it's important to note that I did that with one assistant. I don't have a big team. I don't really believe in teams. I think they're two. I don't think they're as profitable as people might might think. But um, I did it with me and one assistant. And this year I'm on track to do even more than that. So um, I work really, really hard. I'm a seven-day-a-week guy, and last year, this is no lie, I was in my office 365 days last year, There's, and, and that's the truth. I mean, whether I was here for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, I was here doing something, you know, core minimum standard of making a certain amount of calls a day or whatever it is. I'm here. I'm I'm working. I'm available. Uh, I'm always on. So um that's me. That's how I do it. I hustle.
0: Well, but that's the same common element of anybody who's successful in anything. I I'm mentioned uh yesterday that julie and i are listening to the biography of elon musk and he works the same way anyone who's going to be successful at anything you are going to have to accept the fact that your life is going to be uh, having this constant uh antivirus software if you want to call it that that's running in your head which is called being an entrepreneur there is no such thing as being a successful entrepreneur entrepreneur and not having thoughts about your business circulating all the time it just is what it is even like and and you're prominently uh, a listing agent. We're going to talk about that in a second. but It's important that everyone understands that. If you have a team, it's going to be the same thing. You will worry about different things than you would have worried about if you were working directly with buyers or sellers, but do not think you can delegate away the management responsibilities. If you do, you will lose control of your business and the way you'll know you're losing control of your business is because your profitability will be terrible. And That's what most of these teams do and brokerages do for that matter. They think that they can just basically delegate all the heavy lifting of their business and somehow magically those people are going to give a much of a, you know, they're going to care enough to make sure the business is profitable. It never works that way. It never has worked that way. and never will work that way. So when you hear Chuck professing how hard he works, the reason I want you to pay very t- close attention to that, because it's the exact, it's the truth. And it's the exact opposite of what, like, what agents like to brag about. Big team leaders and all that—they like to brag about how little they work. But here's the thing, and listeners, listen to what I'm about to—the question I'm about to ask Chuck. So, Chuck, what are your profit margins?
1: Profit margins are anywhere from uh, seventy to eighty um, you percent. Know, okay. Th- no that means when it. you
0: earn a dollar, right? When you earn a dollar, you keep seventy to eighty percent. And oh, I'm not going to ask you to share and I, I, So I'm not going to ask you to share specifics. It's up to you if you want to do it, right? But Chuck is a millionaire from selling real estate.
1: Yep. Chuck has actually yep,
0: earned. Well, if you want to talk about, talk about it. I mean, ha, was that your initial goal when you got into real estate in 2011?
1: Absolutely. No matter what, you know, I, I, you hear people all the time say, "Well, I do this because I love it," and, I, and you know, I really love helping people and this and that. And, and you know, I love all those things too. I mean, and, and we're in a service business and you know that's a that's a huge part of it, but a bigger part of it i think is making money i mean being profitable why would you do it if you're not profitable? I'm very frugal um i save a lot of money and i and yeah i mean I made my first million dollars in in real estate and um and it, it and it's such a blessing i mean it it's been the real estate business is an amazing industry. I got into this business in two thousand eleven and I had about two thousand dollars in my pocket and um and in the matter of four years i had a net worth of a million and then in six years had a liquid net worth of a million and i'm still getting it you know so where else can you do that i mean what other i hope you
0: guys do? understand i hope you guys understand what he just said and chuck it's really important that they hear what you just said so in essence Following a disciplined business where you follow a schedule, where you, uh, we're going to talk about lead generation in a second, but I'll tell you, listeners, you already know this guy's going to say that he's, going to, he, he's making a profit, so you know he's not buying his damn leads, right? Otherwise, he wouldn't be making a profit. Yeah. You, you heard Chuck say right away he's making 70, 80% net profit margin. You heard Chuck say, and I want you to repeat it, sir, from your start in real estate, how long did it take you to become a millionaire and then a multimillionaire? Uh,
1: well, it, uh, it took me four years, and literally, I had 1500 to $2,000 in my pocket. I'd just gotten married, just bought a diamond ring, went on a huge um, honeymoon, got into this thing, just, you know, and really, I never even got in it to sell real estate. I got into it to invest in real estate, and I was interested in the, the rental aspect of it, and I said, well, heck, I'll, I'll give selling a try, you know, why not, and so got hooked up with my broker and, um, it just took off from there. And then I started leading the market after my only my second year in the business. So it started in 2011. In 2012, I was leading the market in sales all the while working the dry cleaning business at the same time, getting up at five in the morning, opening that working there till about 10 and then selling real estate for the rest of the day and coming back and forth between the two. Um, but yeah, it took me about four years and, um, it's it's an amazing industry. I mean, I look at all sorts of businesses, and I I can't find any other business that that is this profitable and that will take somebody like myself who has very little education, um, you know, barely got out of high school, um, come from kind of a rough past, I mean, to be honest with you. I mean, my whole story is from the time 16 to 21, I was completely... Uh, I was a drug addict and alcoholic and um, ended up going to rehab and all these kinds of stuff and then got into a good Bible-based church, found the Lord, and changed my whole life, you know, and from then on, I started on my self-improvement path, and I learned that, you know, your income never far outreaches your self-improvement, your self-development, your personal development, and so um, I've just kind of taken it from there. I'm very blessed, and um I go after it every day. I tell you what, and I tell you, people like you, Tim, and Julie, you guys have helped change my life. I mean, your podcast and your book, Harris Rules, I've already ordered the other one. Um, I, you know, just listening to you, and now I'm a personal coach, so even better.
0: Yeah, well, I have. I love being your personal coach, too, to be honest yeah. with you, Chuck, because you already came. Well, because here's, here's Chuck, right? He calls me up, tells me, and this is not even that long ago, right? I just met you uh, maybe two months ago. That's yeah, right. but it's like Chuck. It's like Chuck's been one of my coaching clients for a thousand years because he's been listening to the podcast. And so yeah, I I listening to your to podcast Chuck,
1: for three or four years. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and Chuck's Chuck's parroting back to me the doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. I mean, he gets it. But guys, he's living proof of what we say works at a tremendous high, tremendously high level. You know, Chuck. I know what somebody's thinking. Oh, that Chuck Williamson. He must have a really high sale price. His average sale price must be super high. What is your average sale price? Oh. Uh-huh.
1: About one fifty. Okay. Yeah, one hundred fifty thousand so, dollars.
0: Now, in your marketplace, you have become—I—I—I mean, think—you're the most dominant listing agent, correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've—I've I've led the market since two thousand twelve.
0: All right. So, how many listings do you uh, usually carry at one time?
1: Well, right now I've got twenty three, which is up from Tuesday when we last spoke. By the way.
0: <laughs> That's good, but it's still mm-hmm. not
1: where we agreed it would be. Yeah.
0: So one of the nice challenges that Chuck really embraced was we decided that he was going – well, he agreed that we were he was going to take – what was it, 30 listings in 30 days, basically, a listing a yep. day. That was the goal, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Absolutely. And you're, are
0: you still on track? Are you still on track? I love
1: the challenge, man. I mean, that. I yes. love the challenge. I'm a hardcore guy. I like to be challenged. I like to be pushed. You know, don't ever tell me I can't do something because – I'll go after it. But, yes, uh, 30 listings by the time June the 30th, in the June, whenever that is.
0: So let's talk about your lead generation. What, what are you doing to generate this many listing leads? What are you doing to generate – how do how you operate? Give us an idea of – because the listeners, you know, Chuck, as you listen to the podcast, you know we rally against this all the time, all these agents buying their leads, all these agents going down these you know, primrose paths where you know, there's no profit at the end, One thinking that's what they're supposed to be doing. You're in the antithesis. We're the antithesis of that big, massive lie that's been told to the industry. So you are doing what to generate your business?
1: A pick up the phone. That is the number one source of my leads. Is picking up the phone, and I, and of course I'm, I, I, I've, from the very beginning, 2011, I solicited for sale by owners, and back then our market was terrible. Our market here in Wilson wasn't good until about 2016, and when I started, it was a terrible business. So I had to really learn how to get out there and beat the bushes and knock on doors and cold call people and that kind of thing. For sale by owners, there were lots of those, and I mean, I've made a, can still do, um, made a killing on for sale by owners. I went and visited a for sale by owner this morning at 9 a.m. I knocked on their door. But for sale by owners are huge for me. Um, I, I talked to a guy yesterday that was a for sale by owner. You know, now it's Centers of Influence and Past Clients. Of course, everybody says that. But I call them. I, I, I've got a list now that I'm gonna, when we get off this podcast, I've got like 20 people I'm going to call. Centers of Influence, Past Clients. I pick up the phone. I call them occasionally. I send them an email. Hey, can I give you a free market analysis? Whatever it is, you know. But for the most part, I pick up the phone and I call and I ask for the sale. You know, um, it it just amazes me that when I hear agents talking about you know sales calls they're on or showing houses or whatever it is, and they and they don't ask for the sale. I mean, you know, you got to figure out a way within that conversation that you're having. To ask for the business, ask for the sale, you know. And another thing that I do that that works well for me is that I don't go anywhere where I don't run into somebody that I ask for business. I mean, Wilson's a small town; we've got about fifty or sixty thousand people here. So when I go to Harris Teeter, I run into at least two people that I know, and I talk to them, and we talk about whatever it is we talk about, but we always end up into a real estate conversation because. Everybody's got a real estate story or some sort of situation regarding real estate they've got going on at the moment, and you've got to be able to turn the conversation into that and ask them for business. So that I mean that's how I'm generating leads. It's worked so far, and um, I, I'm going to continue to do it. And no, I don't buy leads from Zillow, but I use Zillow every single day. I was on Zillow today. I found the for sale by owner I went to see this morning on Zillow. I go and look for for sale by owners on Zillow, and I also look for, um, make me move or whatever it is on on Zillow. So yeah, I use Zillow every day.
0: Here's the interesting thing about you. So you obviously you are incredibly driven. Well, uh, you know, I'm not gonna say incredibly driven. You are driven. I've had I've known people that were like driven, like abnormally driven. But you're definitely focused, and uh, you're definitely willing to hear no. You're definitely willing to ask for the sale. We should talk. You gave some overviews of the types of questions you ask. But listeners, here's one of the things that Chuck is learning to say. He's been had. He had his own version of it, but this works as well. End every conversation with every single person you talk with during the day with just this simple phrase. By the way, who do you know who's having trouble selling their home that I should be helping? Just ask that question, or who do you know who's thinking about buying or selling real estate that I should be helping? When you end every conversation with that, you're going to start picking up leads on accident <laughs> just because you asked yeah. that simple close question. Yeah, I mean you do – that's that's your modus of operandi, for example. That's as simple and as innocuous as it is, correct?
1: It's as it's, it's simple, and, and listen, and that's the key. Keep it simple. I mean you wouldn't believe yeah. – I mean I've got a CRM that I use. I use about 10% of what's available on it, but the biggest part of of how I keep up with my leads is on a legal pad that I color code. And I also, and this is very important, um, I also keep a notepad in my pocket 24 seven with a pen in my pocket. I don't forget anything. I, I write everything down. Everything gets written down. I write everything down. I don't forget anything. That's helped me tremendously. I've got a whole stack of these notebooks. And I bet they're worth millions of dollars, just but the, the leads have written any the things I, I didn't forget because I wrote it down. Oh, oh yeah, one other absolutely. thing. One other yes. thing. So when, when, so when you go out and you're, you're out in public, whoever knows you and that you're in real estate, they're always going to ask you, um, how's the real estate business? Well, that is your instant to ask them, the real estate business is great. Have you ever thought about selling your house? Then you can lead into the question, well, if you're not, then do you know anybody uh, that I should be helping buy or sell a house right now? And wait for them to answer.
0: That last part's really important, right? I mean, not talking over where they're supposed to be answering. Because if you leave an uncomfortable pause after asking the question, they're going to want to fill it with something, even if it's no, not right now, right? You're going to have leads that will come from that just by having that little technique of communication. It's so powerful. Um, so, here's the thing. Why would somebody like you, who's already successful, who's already a multimillionaire, why would you want to hire a coach?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Tim. And, you know, I listened to your podcast for three, maybe four years and struggled with this question on a daily basis. The reason you want to hire a coach is because it's very difficult to see the picture when you're in the frame. And you cannot, you can't be completely honest with yourself like you are, Tim, with me and and point out the things that I can improve on, okay? You know, it's like a sports car that you tune. You know, you can tune a sports car to run even faster than what you bought it off the showroom for, you know, to, to do. I mean, I bought a sports car recently tuned it and it's got like a thousand horsepower you know and that's what that's kind of what the my mindset with a coach and all the greats have had a coach i mean it, whether it's real estate or sports or whatever it is i mean everybody's had a coach but it's difficult to see the picture when you're in the frame so that's why i called you it took a while but i did it
0: why did it take a while
1: it took a while because of the investment and then i had to come to the realization that. This investment in myself is the most important investment that I'll ever make. I mean, if I come across a real estate deal today, and it's right, I'll buy it. I need to learn to do that more for myself as well, my self-improvement, my personal development. You know, I've learned over the years how important personal development is, self-improvement. And again, I go back, I think it was Jim Rohn that said, you know, your personal development your 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 income never far exceeds your personal development and I want everybody to hear that. That came didn't come from me, it came from Jim Rohn, but that's so important. Um and you know, I think that um my best is yet to come and you know, with Tim and Julie, I mean, you guys are legends. I mean, you, you guys have, have really, really nailed this real estate thing. And when I heard you say on your podcast when I heard you say, total effing war, <laughs> number one, I was telling my assistant that three and four years ago. I was like, look, this is a war out here. We are on the battlefield, and we will win. Your definition of rich, where your money works for you, and you no longer have to work for your money, that, that, those things convinced me that you guys are legit. And then focusing on listings, man, if you want to make this job so much easier on yourself where you're able to come into your office and actually take a deep breath focus on listings i mean that is the key to this business it's the cornerstone you got to list to live
0: you sell plenty of your own well thank you for all those kind words by the way
1: and you yep, sell plenty no
0: of your own listings to your own you sell plenty of your own listings to your own buyers but it's really critical listeners um that you understand that if you ever want to have a business that's highly profitable like his, you're going to have to focus on listings. Um, and really, if you're some of you are getting into the business or you've been in the business for a while but you never actually had two feet into the business, you got to listen to what this guy's saying, because it really does come down to some very basic things that you can do. And the number one thing you've got to do is you got to learn how to you got to learn how to discern the bullshit from the truth. And I mean that's just as plainly spoken as I can imagine saying it because there's so much bullshit out there, and all these people who have essentially just come into the real estate market in the past, say, for example, 10 or 15 years, and their only purpose was to sell you guys crap that you probably didn't need, but if I'm being really blunt – Uh, You just did not know that you didn't need it. You had no business sense or experience to know that what they were selling you was just a bunch of bunk. And so you end up buying it. And here's the other – this is where it gets even more hairy and complicated. Essentially, everybody out there except for Julie and myself are essentially reinforcing you buying into bunk because they have financial interests in you buying into bunk. One of our biggest competitors is trying to sell you guys a CRM. Well that CRM actually and he's not telling you this is a white labeled version of another company that is owned by uh, Compass. So you guys are buying you know you guys are going to this safe place to listen to this, you know, real estate coach and he's selling you into this CRM, but what he's really doing is getting you to subscribe to a CRM and is that information going to be shared with one of your potential competitors? I don't know, do you? Well, is he telling you all of this? No. So this is what I'm talking about, guys. This is the impurity that's entered into the real estate space that our industry is allowed to happen because agents are always allowed to be the cannon fodder. And that's what Julie and I, we stand against that. Because at the end of the day, the most important people in the real estate business are not these technologists that come and go. They're not these, even these big brands that come and go. They're the agents. They're the boots on the street. They're the people that basically sacrifice their nights and their weekends. The people that you know have to actually put in the real work, helping a seller through some sort of horrible situation or all these other types of emotional things. We have to put ourselves through to be successful in real estate. That's you guys. Do not let anyone minimize your importance in this industry. Um, and you have to, Here's the other thing. I think Chuck. You, I need you to carry the ball on this one um one of the things that Julie and I are sort of i guess famous for saying is that nobody wants you to be rich um and sometimes when we say that publicly in front of people, they get offended, which I've never quite understood, but I don't really care. I mean the fact is is that nobody wants you to be rich. Did anybody reinforce your wealth accumulation to the point where you're a multimillionaire
1: no i no, I grew up in a family that um like I said you know my dad's side of the family uh they were all entrepreneurs. And my dad was an entrepreneur and so I grew up with a very positive outlook on money. I I never grew up with those, you know, um those clichés about money that are negative. Um so I, I knew I knew going in that um making money was very important. getting your money right as Grant Cardone says is very important um because look at what you can do. To help people and to help your family, I think that making money and and being successful is your duty and your obligation. And anything other than that, you're selling yourself short. And I think it's unethical. I think you're living. I think it's unethical not it's to get immoral. out of here. It, yeah, and and strive to be the best make the most money you possibly can because the fact is is that I, I I am able to help people I help people that need money and you know and I, I give to people I make a point every year to find people to give to and um yeah I mean absolutely uh, you got to make as much as you can because look at how you're able to provide for your family and and your loved ones and other people that might need it just just to name a few things I mean
0: what has changed with you, or how have you had to change as you become wealthier and more successful? Because you went from working part-time in real estate in a relatively short period of time, became the most dominant listing agent in your marketplace. You, know, you went from, it sounds like you had a, you know, a decent financial um, foundation, but then you went from that to being a multimillionaire, to which I'm sure your trajectory is just getting started financially. How, is that, how have people around you reacted? What have been of the biggest headwinds you, to you to your ascension basically? What have been the biggest headwinds to your ascension?
1: Well, you, you of course you got you have people that are, aren't going to give you high fives walking down the hallway. I mean, you know I'm not getting <laughs> any high fives around here walking down the hallway. I mean, there's there's haters out there, but you know the way I look at that is that if I'm if I don't have people that dislike me, hate on me, whatever you want to call it, then I'm not doing something right. So uh, you know, so essentially, if I've got ten haters today, I need to figure out how to get ten more by the end of the month. I mean, uh, and just to put it, just this is just kind of how I think about it. And so, biggest headwinds, I really don't worry about it. I keep my head down and I and I run my own race. You know, I've been working hard for a lot of years. I went, I've been through a lot of things in my life to get where I am today. A lot of experiences in my life that have given me a lot of, you know, wisdom and 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 abilities and this kind of thing, and um, hardships in my past that have kind of molded me to get to where I am today. Um, so it's, I, I, I did not experience overnight success. It sounds like it from 2011 to 2019, but it's. All the things that I've been through and the experiences that I've had, from you know, early on until now, that have really molded me and developed me. So, as far as headwinds go, I mean, I, I mean, there there are people out there that might not appreciate that I took a listing from them and that kind of thing. But um, I, I tend not to worry about it.
0: Well, so I'm sure I've actually just checked my. Uh, there's people listening live. Uh, So, you guys who are asking about coaching, here's what I want you to do. Just text me, 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. But you've got to know that if you want Julia, right? Now, we have coaches that work for us. We have a big coaching program. But if you want to work with either Julia or myself, we're very selective on who we personally work with. You've got to be operating at a high level already because here's the deal. Julie and I are fire starters, that's what we do. We start fires with people, we're not arsonists, don't misunderstand what I'm saying, but we get the fire started. That's what we take pride in being able to do. Uh, but if you can't keep your own fire started, if we have to go back and kind of like start from the basics again and rebuild the logs and get the whole thing going again, well, that's we're not a coach for you. If we're just we're at the point in our careers we want to work with people that once given the uh, you know. The flammables. They can actually start. They can actually take it to the next level. So one call and one, you know, coaching session to another coaching session has to be building upon the previous one. It can't just be a repeat of the previous one. Um, so if you're really truly ready to take your business to the next level, and understand, guys, we're not going to tell you what you want to hear. Uh, Chuck, I mean, he and I have had some funny conversations so far, where I mean, I'll talk to him about it in a second. I'll ask him some questions about some of his scripting and whatnot. But the bottom line is is if you guys want to talk to me directly about Julia or I being your coach, it's 512-758-0206, and we're not uh, not cheap. It's $2,000, $2,500 a month. So if that's what you're ready to do, you can text me, 512-758-0206. So, Chuck, that is kind of funny what I was just thinking about. I mean, here you are, a seriously good prospector. You put in the time. You put in the effort. But it was, what, on our second or third call – that I started role-playing with you. And I I told you straight up, I thought you were terrible with your scripts because, I mean, you're getting better. You learn really quick. But some of the things you were saying were just making it so you had to work twice as hard. So, Mm -hmm. listeners, Chuck was making the calls. He was doing the effort. That's how he came to us, thank God. Uh, But he was making it so he had to work harder because he wasn't following a script. He was winging it. And, Chuck, I have an interesting thought for you. When you originally came across this and you originally had the idea of hiring us as a coach, how much more t- how much more money would you have made in the past few years had you just been following the scripts that you and I are perfecting now? You understand? A, had you just yeah, been more efficient with the effort you were making? Absolutely. It's kind Absolutely. of sad though, isn't it? I mean, it, yeah, it's weird, harder, isn't it? To think like that. Right? Yeah. Well, but why is it that you were using your own scripts? Why is it that you were winging it? Why was it you? Why? Explain.
1: Uh, well, you know, it's like it's easy to tell yourself, you know, I got this, I got this, look how good I'm doing. I mean, you know, Hey, maybe I need to be a coach. I mean, give me a break. You know what I mean? And it's not until you, you really dig deep and say, okay, could you be doing better though? Um, you missed that last listing or what could you have done better? And then, you, you dig deep, and you and you say, you know what? I'm gonna swallow this pride, and I'm gonna call someone who's come before me, who's done more than me, who's worth more than me, as, from a monetary standpoint, probably, and let this guy coach me. I mean, you know. So, yeah. I mean, I, I would say it was probably a pride thing more than more than anything.
0: Well, so most people don't have that epiphany. Until they have some sort of financial or some sort of setback, right? Most people will stay yeah. on the course and still, until they hit a brick wall, but you didn't. That's what makes you, one of the many things that makes you
1: unusual is that well, you me, did
0: not wait for. Go ahead.
1: I want to add this, is that I do not feel like I know everything, okay? So I'm always eager to learn. I'm, I'm constantly reading and, and, and researching and trying to become better, and I think that's key. I, you know, is that to have an open mind and, and not, not think that you've got it licked or you know everything and that you're like a sales master just because you sold 100 houses last year. I mean, there's always ways to improve, um, and, and that was why I called.
0: Yeah, amen. What are the things that you're looking forward to improving upon for the rest of this year? What are your specific uh, financial goals that these listeners can maybe be motivated by hearing?
1: Um, financial goals, you know, I want to buy more rental property. So, you know, when you say make your money work for you so you no longer have to work for your money, that speaks to me. And and, and running a profitable business is the only way to do that. So not having a big team and buying buyer leads and that kind of thing. You know, getting better at scripts, you know, uh, being able to go into any sales situation And knowing exactly what to say as opposed to winging it, which is a lot of what I was doing because I can talk to anybody. I mean, but you're much more effective when you have a dialed in script. Um, So, those are the kinds of things that I'm focused on. You know, remaining number one in this industry in my market is very important to me. Um, And it's important to me because, um, you know, I just enjoy. Um, I enjoy being a real estate agent. I enjoy helping people. And I feel like that with your help, Tim, my best is yet to come. So, um, those are the things I'm looking forward to, Tim.
0: So we had a couple people ask if, um, ask about EXP, your, your, that's, This was an interview, guys, but all of our interviews are sponsored by eXp. If you would like to uh, speak to one of uh, the eXp attraction coaches and watch a quick seven-minute video about eXp Realty, uh, they have given us – let me find this for you. Just text the word eXp to 31996. Text the word eXp to 31996. And when you do that, uh, you get an instant seven-minute video that explains everything about eXp, and you also have the ability to schedule a coaching call with an eXp attraction coach where they'll answer all your questions about eXp. So go ahead and text the word eXp to 31996, and you can watch that quick seven-minute video. Literally, they they text you a video right back where you can just watch it. It's a quick seven-minute video, and then you'll be given the opportunity to talk to an agent attraction coach. So, are there anything, what is on your radar as far as like things that you hear about, read about that you're like agents are all flatter right now of all these technological, technology, insurgent type? You know, if you read Inman, you're going to basically reading Inman is a sort of like reading a dystopian version of the real estate future. You know, we're, we're all being operated by. You know, artificial intelligence. We're we're essentially all Borgs in this big machine. I don't know. Realize that people. I don't think people have realized that all these technologists. They sort of. obviously watched too much Star Trek and have this vision that agents are just some sort of this disposable thing that can easily be replaced by some sort of clever app. I mean, it's really crazy how ahead of their skis these technologists have become with their belief that we're so irrelevant to the transaction. We're only relevant in their mind as long as they can fleece us for a little bit of money to the point where they can then make it so that agents aren't even making any money and don't even become part of the transaction. That seems to be their shared vision. So when you hear all this you know dystopian future stuff for real estate, where's your mind go?
1: I, I really don't worry about it because I don't think any of these tech, technology companies are going to be able to replace an agent's resourcefulness. You know, For instance, I'm very resourceful. So uh, you know, if you need a handyman, a vendor, a termite guy, you know, a pressure washer, uh, whatever it is, an attorney, you know, I don't think Zillow or, or any of these other companies are gonna be able to provide that resourcefulness, um, that, that personal touch. So I don't I really don't concern myself with it at all. I'm gonna keep doing what I've always done and, and and hopefully continue to get results.
0: Here's the thing that's fascinating about any top producing agent like Chuck, is they don't feel threatened by the technologists because they know the value they bring to the transaction. The ones that are threatened are the ones that know they don't bring much value to the transaction. That's really the bottom line. So if you know you're just essentially kind of like skipping through a deal and falling into transactions and buying your leads, if you're just a hobbyist in this business, you should be threatened because you will be replaced. You will be, and not not by a technologist, by a a dominant listing agent like Chuck. And as soon as the market starts to shift in a meaningful way across the country, and it's going to happen, I hope and pray it's not like it was. You know, back in the crash, in some markets it's going to be you know noticeable. Other markets, it's just going to feel like a leveling off of values. It's all good, but what's going to happen, guys, is the sellers are going to become more discerning as who they list with, not less. That's the reason Chuck wants to stay number one in his market because it's easy to walk into a listing presentation and say, hey, listen, I'm the number one agent in the marketplace. Don't you think that's kind of maybe the whole can of worms right there, Mr. Seller? That's exactly right. Yep, he has a listing presentation, he has a pre-listing pack, he can solve their problem. He, he you know probably has a buyer for their house already. I mean, Chuck double-ends a lot of his own listings, but the reality of it is if listeners, you're not focused on becoming an agent like Chuck, if you're following all these, you know, fake paths down these, you know, it's really these black holes to no profit, you're not going to be in the business. So many of you don't have your head screwed on straight that if you are not developing your own skill set and really your own drive and motivation to go after the business, you're not going to be in business. If your business is predicated on buying leads, if your business is predicated on smoke and mirrors like branding and all these other things that you cannot control, you will not be in the business. And where you'll really feel it is where your mark, when your market slows down. It's, guys, by the way, you won't, it doesn't take a year. You won't be looking back and go, holy shit, my business slowed down last year. It happens in like 60 to 90 days. That's how quick real estate slows down. That's, that's really how it's actually kind of shocking um, how fast. People will just go from being enthusiastic about buying or selling real estate to just throwing the brakes on. And when a few people start talking negative about real estate or if they're not feeling hopeful, if the interest rates start creeping up, guys, it just stops. And if it just stops, people like Chuck kick absolute ass because no matter what's going on in the real estate economy, what's going on in the overall anything, there's always going to be people that have to sell their house always going to be people that have life changes that's going to force them to sell their home. And when those types of things happen, when those life changes roll around, and the market's tough, they're going to go to people like Chuck. That's the way it always works. So he is the living embodiment of really Harris Rules, the book, in so many ways. But in so many ways, Chuck, you've got a long ways to go. And that's what makes you great, because you realize the fact that the path forward it's going to be a 1,000 times brighter than the path you've already been on, um, and you know that it's all about basically getting better at your job so you can be of service to more people. There's not very many people that think like that. So for that, I really sincerely appreciate you, and I really sincerely appreciate the fact that you've taken the time to be on our podcast today because I think you've motivated a lot of people. And so, Chuck, if they want to send you a referral, if they want to get in uh, contact with you, what's the best way?
1: 252-205-6146. Call me or text me. And
0: listeners, if you want to talk with me about, or uh, Julie and I, about coaching you personally, you can uh, text me directly at 512-758-0206. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Chuck Williamson, I really appreciate your time today. Sorry it was such a unbelievable nightmare getting this podcast squared away, but that's the nature of technology. See what I am saying? Can't count on it.
1: <laughs> Thank you for giving me permission to tell my story. I really appreciate it. It's an honor, man to be on your show. I learned
0: a few things too that I didn't know about you so I appreciate it too and hey Chuck yeah. sincerely thank you for the honor. thank you for the honor of being your coach my friend
1: Absolutely brother looking forward to the ha-
0: listeners have a fan- me too my friend have listeners have a fantastic day and uh, we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow Thanks Chuck This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching